You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So an actor is saying his lines, yeah. and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing. Five, six, seven, eight. Okay, it's Guys Who Like Musicals Day. Welcome to Guys <laughs> Who Like Musicals. <laughs> do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Shave it a haircut. Hey. Two bits. I bum, was, bum. I'm really excited because in a couple of days I get to get a haircut and grow my beard Ooh. out, which is the opposite yeah. of a shaving haircut. Um, or I guess it's a grow your beard and a haircut. Um, yes, welcome to the final week of Joe and Frozen on Broadway. Yep. That's it. Joe's reign as Broadway's Joe Carroll is once again it's coming over. to an end. Briefly. <laughs> it's coming to an it is once again. I'm sure you'll be back soon, but well, uh, I have no prospects. Actually, in like a great that way. That can't be true. Well, as we record this, it's like I had a couple auditions last week and mm-hmm. then like the week before I was kind of busy, but like there is nothing happening as of like, you know, Saturday morning I had an audition and now it's like yep. I'm just chilling. And now we are it's fun. People are coming to the show, and they're like, "They're like, so what's next?" And I and I can honestly say, the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, right. Yeah, the podcast. It's I just, love that. It's just the podcast, and and uh, and maybe some. Wait, vacation. I want to touch on this for a second because I only have two weeks left here at yeah. Gun and Powder as well, and then I also have uh, nothing but the podcast lined up. Woo! Uh, looking forward, and what is that question, man? Mm-hmm. What is that question? Yeah. Why is everybody gonna ask you what's next? Here's the thing. I I had a I had um one of my best friends from grade school uh came to see the show this week with his wife and his wife is a ER an intensive care nurse and she yeah. just was asking like really um like provocative questions in a gra- in a great way. It was like it was one of these conversations. She knows nothing about Broadway or yeah. about what we do and and I was so kind of blown away by the questions and here's what I kind of thought about it it came to I it's like the second level of questioning right so we like we talk about that in in improv sometimes like going from A to B to C she was just like taking my experience and instead of asking about like what job are you doing next she's like how do you get work do you have like an agent or like how do you like what when when you're in between things do you like what what does that mean are you auditioning like like she was it was like that that first layer and then it was just like the second layer of questioning that i just so appreciated she like actually cared about 
like our bit like this business which is kind of insane but she knew nothing about it and so it wasn't this like this question that drives us nuts which is when people are saying what's your next job and it's like right. hey i have absolutely no idea what my next job is and frankly if i do know what my next job is telling you about it is probably going to make me feel weird because it's going to make me feel like i'm bragging you know so which is a whole other thing. Yeah, that's so interesting because like, we always feel like yeah. we have to be humble and that if we're talking about exciting news that we're bragging. Yeah. That's a trap as much as... Yes. Yeah, so how are... Like the question is like... feeling yeah. bad to say like... Because I've been, I've been for the first time in my career like owning nothing. Yeah. Yeah. The answer. The answer being nothing. Right. Owning saying like... <clears throat> what I have planned, what's next for me? I'm going on vacation with my beautiful girlfriend yeah, twice. Right, right, yeah. And we're planning a third one. That's badass, And right. I don't care what comes up in the meantime, I'll self-tape for them because yeah. I'm going. You know, that's... And, yeah. and, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, and I think that so many people genuinely want to... Like these people who love you, right? The people, not like the people who don't yeah, suck. The, like it's the people who don't right. suck who want to know how to ask that question. And I think it's just about like whatever you think that first level of a question is. Like, what are you doing next? Uh, you know, what's your next job? You know, or whatever. You know, just go to the next level and be like, Do you have any plans how, when the yeah, show's over? What are your plans when the show's over? Or like, how are you feeling about closing? Uh, congratulations right, right. on closing. You know, or whatever. It's not right, about right. like you know, what's next because 99% of us have no idea what's next. And if we do know what's next, we probably don't want to talk about it too much because we can't or can't or be, but we might, you know, I just don't like it because I don't like sounding like an arrogant asshole when it's like, Hey, so yeah, I'm going to, I just booked a series and I'm going to go, I'm shoot. I'm like moving to California to shoot a TV show. It's like, that would sound awesome. I'm, I'm not doing that by the way, but I, <laughs> you know, I don't know. So yeah, it, but I all I, I to play devil's advocate. I also don't think that it makes you a pompous ass to say that you have something lined up either. So yeah, it is a slip. It's it's an interesting yeah. thing. I think it's like it's a us conundrum. projecting a bunch of stuff. Right. It's okay that you're not working. It's also okay that you are working. It doesn't mean anything about you. Right. Right. I just think that like the yeah. question you so interesting to just kind of go to that second level uh was was what she was yeah, trying totally. to do and it made, it made me feel really seen and appreciated that you know yeah. yes yes our job is ridiculous but it is a real job and you know you know we t we got to talking about what it's like you know what our health insurance is like and we got to talking about what you yeah, know cool. like think things that just are one more level than so what is the next broadway show right you know um, right because that's not how it works. Like one of Alex's, this like, this like a uh, distant friend, it was like not even a real friend uh, once asked her, um, so what's the next show you're going to be in? And then she had to explain, well, no, you know, I don't have anything next and I'm going to audition. And it was very, you know, one of those painful conversations. And then the woman was like, so you don't just choose your next Broadway show? <laughs> like, no. Oh God. No. I wish. I wish that's how it worked. I, that wish. I could yeah, just be no. like, actually, and I choose, and you just like flip through a book, and you're like, I want to be in Hades Town. You know, right. like like that's the sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> um, which I would like to be in Hades Town, but um, yeah, same. Know, yeah. Um, but that's yeah. So it's all good. We're coming to an end on Sunday, and um, it's it's very bittersweet. I feel I feel good about it, but it is. You know, it's sad. Right now, they're doing a bunch of tech stuff at the show at Frozen. They're reteching, and we actually get into this. Um, uh, this is a decent segue to our interview this week with Noah Ricketts, uh, who plays Kristoff in Frozen. Right now, they're doing um a lot of the changes from the national tour 
that Frozen made when the national tour went out um, back in the fall, they're now taking some of those changes and putting them on Broadway. So oh, cool. the show has gone back into tech. This whole week, they are changing some things, some some musical moments, some some lines, some choreography, some stuff. Oh, interesting. That, yeah, and so I talked to Noah about that actually. You know, how does how do you do that? Because um, you know he has been with Frozen since the very beginning. He went out to Denver with it, and um, and so we get to talking about all of that. And it's very interesting because right now they're all in tech, so they're rehearsing from you know twelve. I think they they go into rehearsal at ten or eleven o'clock in the morning, and uh, then do the show at night. So it's kind of crazy. That's a tough life. That's a tough schedule. Yeah, tough schedule. Especially for someone who has done it forever. And he was originally the understudy, right? And has, yep. was promoted after the first year. Yep. And we talk about that. He um, was the Kristoff understudy. And then when Jelani left the show, uh, the original Kristoff left um, last, you know, last January, February, whenever that was when we went in. Um, uh, Noah was promoted and we talk about that which doesn't happen a lot we talk about how yeah that's such it's such a testament to how strong Noah is and yeah. how much they wanted to keep him around for sure right and people ask this question like think about okay so if you're an understudy right um, you're in the ensemble you're understudying one two maybe three roles or maybe you're a cover offstage and you know multiple roles from a purely business standpoint and i would love to hear like a producer or director or, or, or casting director's take on this you know three or four roles and therefore you are so valuable to that production because you know so much content so you may be right. the world's greatest christoph cover but sometimes they won't promote you when that role becomes available because you know so much. You know four roles instead of just one. So it's, and it's much harder to teach one person four roles than yeah. teach one person one role. Exactly. So we talk about that a little bit. And it is such a testament to how good Noah was in this role because the cards are you know, kind of, I don't want to say stacked against you as, a, as an understudy who knows multiple roles to then be promoted. But... Uh, but it's just such a rarity. It's, it's a worth rarity talking about. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it happened to me during once I I was passed over for uh, one of the sort of promotions. Like when a role became available on stage, I was still an understudy, but I knew four or five roles at the time. Like I I totally got it. You know, it it happens. But um, yeah. Noah was promoted to play Kristoff, and uh, he's just so good. And you we were just kind of geeking out about it for a second a second ago. I was like, you know. Dan, you don't know Noah really well, but I was like, what do you know about him? And you're like, I know that I saw him in Frozen and he's amazing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And we, and we used to cater together before right. he was booked, like maybe his first, like right when we got out of school, I would say, or maybe right after that, I, I kind of forget the timeline now, but you know, he's a handsome guy. So I'd see him at these events working for staffing companies and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, I, 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 I just have heard, you know, either videos or things like that. And I just like know how he can do pretty much like he's like Aisha and that he doesn't do anything bad. Right, right, right. He couldn't be bad if he tried. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, like it, it, he just is like such a charismatic dude. And we had a great yeah. conversation. It was also awesome because so I, nice. I just walked over to his apartment from my apartment. He lives right down the street from me. Um, so oh, cool. we didn't really even have to coordinate. It was like, hey, it was like, hey, what are you doing? Like, I'm coming over and I'm bringing the microphones. And they worked this time. Uh, with uh, so everything sounds great, um, but we talked and like I, after the end, like he, we didn't even 
even get into this whole thing. He worked with Alex, um, uh, my wife Alex, on uh, at Wagon Wheel Theater in Indiana right. in college. And so the, right, Alex right. and Noah have known each other since college. They did a production of Tarzan that Alex always jokes about uh, because they the the the. Um, the monkeys wore like these these headdresses that looked like shamwows that looked like <laughs> like they and and they kind of have this shared experience that I love like the production was just completely insane and um they uh they share this this incredible summer stock experience um you know and that's one of the coolest things like for people in college and stuff like those those really um I guess intense summer stock experiences, uh, doing theater for no money in the middle of Indiana will go down, uh, in your memory as some of the fondest theatrical experiences you'll ever have. Um, and those people will just continue to pop up. Yes. And in your life, just on, uh, I'm totally rambling now, but in that production of Tarzan that Noah and Alex did together, our friend, Brian Martin was in it. Brian Martin just found out he's going to be making his Broadway debut in Mrs. Doubtfire that's coming to Broadway. Oh, he, he's awesome. just one of my good best friends. Him. And so I got to shout out to him because yeah, he's, 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 such, been, a good he's guy. such a good dude. He's been working so hard. We grew up in Grand Rapids together doing theater. Um, in high school, we did Chorus Line together when we were 16. He's just like Oh, Chorus Line. Best. Did you do Chorus Line? I y'all? sure did. I was a dance. She was a dancer, oh, I wonder honey. if there are any pictures of that. Oh, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, there's some pictures. We're going to put that. Yeah. We're going to put that up. I think I'm going to post. I wonder. <laughs> I'm going to post a picture of me and Brian backstage like for his opening night or something because we look ridiculous. Yes, um, I love that. Yeah, but anyway, so just a little shout out to Brian Martin. Um, we're really uh, excited for him. Um, but yeah, so Noah's uh, conversation, we, uh, you know, we talk about, again, everything that we just recapped. Um, Summerstock, CCM uh, was where he went to college. So, you know, getting a Bachelor's of Fine Arts Musical Theater from there. Uh, we talked about um, how he has this crazy story where he went on in previews um, in Frozen in Denver. So the show had been oh, bar- like barely, uh, you know, they had barely frozen, uh, you know, that's, oh, <laughs> oh, that's a bad joke. Um, Jeez. sometimes when, when a show is going through changes and then they stop making changes to the show, they say the show is frozen. So the, when the show frozen was frozen, um, Noah, I hate it. Uh, went on, uh, for Kristoff, uh, and di- like, didn't have a costume, you know, didn't have a, <laughs> didn't have a put in, like didn't have a rehearsal at all. They were like, you know, scrambling together, you know, trying to get it together. Like right, I think it was like the first performance right after they officially opened uh, Jelani wow. had laryngitis or something crazy. So he talks all about that, um, and he's just, uh, you know, we talk about staying positive. He's got these great um, things that he does on a daily basis to be grateful, like gratitude lists and and things that are just super inspiring. And um, this is a great uh, conversation, and um, I get a chance to tell him how much I love him. Uh, and this is kind of the next couple of weeks is just me getting to tell these people at Frozen how much I care about them uh, and how much I love them as we uh, leave. Leave Arendelle and go on to uh, whatever the hell is next. Hopefully, tons of revenue from uh, guys who like musicals, the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which is still sponsored by no one. No <laughs> so, one. <laughs> uh, we're doing our best. <laughs> yeah, but we're selling t-shirts, and uh, we're again so grateful for you guys to listen. Thank you for listening. And yeah, um, for sure. Let's let's jump into this episode. What do you do, say? Let's do it. Here we go. Here's Noah. What is this hollow kind of helplessness I'm feeling? This type of terror is new. The fact that I can 
hardly breathe is now revealing how much I've changed because of you. You light the world for me. Let's hear the song B-Ball outside of the school. <laughs> a couple of guys who have to know. Keep going. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight. My mom got scared. She said, you're moving with your auntie and Uncle Bella. I was so happy when it came. I can't. I can't. Yeah, well, it's just, can't. We're just checking levels. Okay. And now, now this is the world's greatest intro to a podcast. <laughs> or maybe I do I now have to get... And probably have to get like the rights to it. Yeah, maybe you do. You I know, don't know. who Will knows? Smith will give them to you. Yeah, he will. Mm-hmm. Noah, hey, good morning. Good morning. It's early. You hear my morning voice? Yeah, mine too. <clears throat> yeah, it's early, and it's. But this is maybe already my favorite interview. First of all, we just had a great conversation off <laughs> mic about a whole bunch of crap that we can't put on the podcast. So much dish you'll never know. So much dish you'll never know. And I also think it's my favorite because. I had to walk like four blocks to get here. Oh you yeah, know, like where you're in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, neighbors or neighbors. Um, and I, I love your apartment, and I've never been here. But thank I, you, this is fantastic. Thank you so much. And I didn't have to like, I didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, just rolled great. out of bed. Come over anytime. Roll yeah. right in, honey. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Literally Rapunzel. I never leave. <laughs> you come up to your tower and you're, you're walk up and just hang out. And I hide from the world. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel bad you're sitting on the floor. No, I like it. It's good. Yeah? Yeah, it's good. Trust me. It's good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for letting me talk to you for a little bit yes. on, our, on our morning. Now, what's happening at the show? Can you explain to me and explain to the good people at home? Because because we're gonna get uh, we're gonna jump all around because yeah. I, I have questions for you but also like Frozen is changing yeah and you're going back into like changing some stuff right as I'm about to get on my my like Pegasus yeah. and fly off into the sunset Pegasus. I just was thinking about I, the image I had in my head was the the um. Uh, the Never Ending Story. Do, do you remember that movie? No. What is oh, that? It's this movie from the '90s where this like dog, this like flying dog, flies off. Oh, the I abyss. do know, you what, know what I'm talking, talking about. about? Yeah, yes, okay. I do. Right, I don't know why that image popped. Up, <laughs> okay. but, so like <laughs> that's what that's what I'm doing. I'm flying off into the the sunset. I know. We're sad about it. <laughs> it sucks. But well, what's going on? So what you guys have rehearsal in so, like two minutes? Yeah, I've got rehearsal in two minutes. So we're going through what's what they are calling a frozen reboot. The reboot. Reboot. Um, and so basically we're going into tech for not the first, not the second, but the third time. Hashtag third time. Yeah. And so we are redoing the show and I think it's something that they've like wanted to do for a while. And so the tour got set and so, you know, it's out and about and doing very well. And so now was their chance to like put that stuff on our company. Yeah. And so we're going through this big change of like cutting a song, adding a song, changing scenes, adding effects, like adding... Like, like layering more stuff on what is already a pretty epic musical. Totally. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing. We're like retaking this thing and representing it to the world like Frozen Part 2. It's crazy. Yeah. But not Frozen 2. Just not like Frozen, frozen two. 1 dot 2. Dot. Yeah. Dash one, 2. Dash 2. <laughs> dash two. <laughs> but I, yeah. I do think there are some... You know, you never heard it from me, but like little Frozen 2 references. Oh. Because you know Disney likes to do that. They love to do that. Well, Patty just told me, the, like this was a couple of weeks ago, about the, the hidden Mickeys and stuff. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know any of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, they're like, everywhere. They're, the, which, what are the other ones? Because if people who don't know, at like the parks and in the movies and stuff, they have these hidden, like the hidden Mickey ears. Yeah. And so everywhere. Like, they're all over the place. Um, and in our show, I know that they're in the, the candelabras, the torch ears that come yeah. on during the ball. Yeah. Um, there's like little... Um, there's like little mouse ears cut out of the the thing. Yeah, yeah. And then you know about the proscenium, right? Uh-uh. 
Oh, okay. So the whole proscenium is... I've been there for a year. I know, right? <laughs> it's like stuff you'd really never know or ever be able to see. Right. But like the whole proscenium is like these cave-ish drawings of like every Disney story. Like Cinderella. Oh, wow. Like they And they do like the modern ones. They've got like... They've got like like Moana in there. They've got like all of them and they're etched all around. Oh my God. Christopher Orham does this like beautiful, like cave like design thing. It's, I'm not explaining it well, but it looks really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're talking about, but like I didn't never notice that. Yeah, those are our, and then you know about the Hugo house. No. Oh, you don't know that? No, I, oh. I don't know this. Come on, man. I showed up. I, I just like, you know, slipped into this, oh. this, 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 you know, current of, uh, you know. We should have a, like a fun facts. There should be a book about this because it's really actually cool. Yeah. And so in the Hugo house, so every day I actually try to find something new because like I'm upstage and I don't have anything to do. I'm waiting for my line. Right. So waiting for my cue. And so when Oaken's shop opens up, there's all these little trinkets in there for sale, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so there's like, there's little Lilo and Stitch. There's an like a genie lamp. There's oh my there's gosh. a Star Wars thing in there. <laughs> there's there's every show like every Lion King mask. Like there's little tiny like figurine trinkets. And I swear to God, I like can find something new every day because there's so many little tiny like Disney references that are just stashed in there. That is so cool. I know it's really smart, and it's like, how did you guys even think of that or have Don't. the time? It's so crazy. Yeah, and yeah. so detailed. Yeah, so much detail. Well, that's that's really cool. And I guess the one thing that I I and I've been talking to a lot of people in the building about this because it feels like when they reboot when they when they take the changes from the tour, mm-hmm. um, you know, they take the tour out, and you guys have you guys have been building this thing for. I mean, you've been in the process for what now? Four years? Three hundred and four years? No, no, yeah. three years. <laughs> three years. <laughs> no, right. three, three years. Yeah, since Denver and everything. Yeah. So like, it doesn't. This is the cynical actor in me that says it feels like it's undermining the work that you've done up to this point. Yeah. But I know that that's not true. It's like you guys just get a fresh chance to kind of look at some stuff. Yeah. And you're taking like like six or seven minutes off the show. Some things are being cut. I mean, they're trying to make it better. Yeah. Um, it just... That was the one thing that I always, you know, when when people come in and talk to the the troops who have been doing the show eight times a week for mm-hmm. years and years, it's like we're going to change something, and it's like, well, w- but what's what's wrong with what we've been doing? Yeah, and then it's hard for I think for the creatives to c- convey that no, nothing is wrong with what you were doing. Yeah, that doesn't diminish what you were doing. We're just trying to like, hey, let's let's make it even better if we can. Yeah, it's definitely a challenging thing. Like yeah. that was definitely in my head yesterday. I was like learning new blocking to something I've done for like a hundred years. And it's yeah. like, wait, why? Yeah. And like, it's right. so crazy because they're in that process. Like there's so much going on. There's a hundred people out in the seats alone, like just like teching and lighting that right. there's no time for those questions to be answered. Yeah. So it's a weird, it is a weird process, but like you have to kind of like check your ego at the door and like right. do it. And honestly, like figure it out yourself. Totally. And like, it's a trust thing, you know, like, you know, when you work on a TV show or something like you, you don't know what you see, you right. know, you're in the middle, you're just, you're doing your thing. And then you just have to trust these people that are sitting out in the house yeah. and telling you, Hey, listen, this is really working. This is a new thing. Yeah. It's going to feel a little strange, but like, Hey, just give it a shot. You yeah. Know? You know? So, and, and I remember seeing the run through, we got to see, did you go to the run through for the tour in the studio? Yes, I did. So when the tour, the tour went out before they, they went on the road, uh, we all got to go uh, to a studio at new 40, new 42nd street studios and watch a run through of it and those changes like it was so kind of remarkable to be like wait a minute oh you guys did reinvent some stuff yeah in, in a in a way that totally works you yeah know? it's like you know it's it's very interesting something that you think can only work one way actually 
Yeah. You know, it is really cool. I'll tell you like the trippiest thing for me so far has been hearing like these music changes. Yeah. I didn't realize like how reliant I am upon like the music of the story because sure. like as soon as those little like cuts and stuff happen, I'm like, wait, what? I like, I like freak out because it just sounds different. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Cause I've got this soundtrack of what I think is the show in my head. <laughs> right. Right. And right. then there's like all of a sudden new keys and new cuts and I'm like, oh no, I don't know anything. No. And it's like, it's like sand in the microchip a little bit. Like yeah. you're like, you're like clipping along and something happens and it's like, wait, yeah. And I like seize up. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. So it's, it's definitely been a weird and interesting process. Like I'm, I think it'll feel good in like a month or so. Sure. But like right now I'm like, this is so strange. I know. I know. But it is cool in a way. Like, you know, I've never been in a show long enough to feel sort of, I don't know if this, if I would feel this way, but like a little abandoned, you know, like, because I wonder you've been in this now and, and there for, you know, it's been on Broadway for two years Mm -hmm. and still the creative team is saying we were invested in your show. We're invested in you. We Mm -hmm. want to make it the best that we can. And I imagine if you've been in something for two, three, five years and like you never see the creative team, Mm -hmm. you know, that would be even harder Mm -hmm. in a way, you know? Yeah, it is. It's definitely interesting to like see faces we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, And they're like, we want to make it even better. Like, yes, it's working. Yes, it's been running, but like, we're not just going to sit back on our laurels. You know. Right, right. And I think that's a good thing about Disney. It's like, right. it's an expensive thing to do to like reboot a show, like totally to go back into tech with everyone. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that, that was, I thought that immediately it was like the dollars, like dollars and just like, you know, putting yeah. all these people on overtime and rebuilding things, yeah. and new cues and music and transcribing yeah. stuff. It's just like everything. Yeah. So it is good that they like, you know, have faith in the show and the history of the show and everything and really want to like put the best foot forward. So that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. So, so this, and we talked about this a little bit. Um, you, so you're going into now year three yeah. on Broadway. Yeah. And you, uh, so we'll move, I kind of, we'll move kind of backwards, but very presently, you're, yeah. you did beautiful on the, for three years, four three years? Three years, three okay. years, yeah. So, so what is the key to year three for Noah? Like, what Ooh. do you have to do? Cause like, <laughs> this is a long, whatever way you cut this, yeah. you've been with this thing a long time and, yeah. it, and it's incredible. Like, I just want to, I want to pick your brain truly about how you stay happy, healthy, focused, and sane. Oh my gosh. You know, it's, it's a wild journey. So like, it's so weird because like, I feel like on paper, my resume looks like very short, but in the span of life, I've worked like for six years, eight shows a week nonstop. So it's really weird, you know, but like when I was doing beautiful, I did a year and a half on Broadway first, fresh out of school. So I like literally graduated and like within four weeks I was on a Broadway stage and it was crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That's I literally crazy. did not know the subways. <laughs> so I had, I was like struggling to get to rehearsal. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. that was pretty yeah. epic. So like, I don't know what the key to longevity is besides like trying to be like grateful. And yeah. I will say that like, it is so not an easy task. Like sometimes, yeah. Yeah. um, like, you know, you get down, you get tired of hearing the same thing. You get tired of doing the same thing. And like, I definitely learned like about gratitude lists mm. and like checking my ego. Gratitude lists. So yeah. you like write stuff down. Yeah, I do. I do. Like I've been trying to do it every day. That's like a great at least idea. 10 things a day. And yeah. it really does help. It really, really does help. That's a great thing. Where'd you come? Where'd you get that? Where'd that come know. from? Like I'm, I'm like, I love like self-help things yeah, like too. you look over there, there's like a million self-help yeah, books yeah. and like 
I don't know. I think it's just something I picked up along the way, but it yeah. definitely like helps. And I think that's the thing for like longevity is like reminding yourself of like why you're grateful to be there in the first place. Yeah. And I think also it's a whole thing of like being real and knowing when it's time to absolutely go. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I would say just gratitude. And with beautiful, I definitely hit a point where I was like, I'm out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, and that's good. So what is that? I mean, when uh, oh, oh there's okay the inspector. we're yeah, we're, th- we're gonna cut to commercial yeah yeah because so some guys just came in to picture your apartment <laughs> yeah, i don't know what the hell that was yeah we'll just like we'll come back from uh from that with like um some song from beautiful i'll just like put some music from beautiful in the middle of it yeah and, perfect and then we'll just come back right. just perfect out what I, I don't know but thank you for sitting yeah. here that no it's easy um and but we're talking about the gratitude list Oh like, yeah, and like how, you st- how you stay grateful because that's yeah that's like this changing your mindset thing that yeah. like I'm really and and Bobby Creighton is obsessed with this at our show. Oh, um, he is. Yeah, well, just about like you can choose how you feel about something. Yeah. Um, it, you know, and I'm a big fan of. I think it's the East Coast that has like made me more cynical and dark, but when yeah. I'm like everything is terrible all the time actually yeah. makes me feel better. Yeah. As opposed to being like, I'm happy. I'm yeah. really happy. Well, no, actually I'm not. And yeah. I don't want to pretend like I'm not, but there is something that to be said, especially for gratitude. Cause you can, you can see things, you know, if you choose to write stuff down, you see things you wouldn't have seen. Yeah, totally. You know? And, and you know, like I will say that's one of the things I love about Bobby, like yeah. as crazy as he is, he's <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah, he's <laughs> like I do really admire his positive spirit yes. and his energy. And I, it, it is something that you have to work on. Like, yeah, I think you people forget that. Like totally. it takes work. And so I think like, that's how I survived, not survived, but that's how I thrived yeah. three years doing the same thing was yeah. like trying to remain grateful as possible. Yeah. And it's definitely not easy. And like, I just knew when it was time to go. So like one day I woke up and I was like, I'm never going to sing this song again. Ah, yeah. And that day hit. And I always said to myself, if I feel that way, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. And so it was scary because yeah. I was working consistently fresh out of school and did Broadway. And then I opened this huge national tour and did this whole tour and was making a ton of money on tour. And like, I think like that's an interesting thing about school. Like they teach you how to get a job or like hopefully get a job. They don't tell you like when it's time to go. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Totally. Cause I always say that they don't teach you like we all got into this cause we like doing the high school musical and that's like three shows. Yeah. Then you do your college show, which maybe is like six shows. Yeah. Then you do a wagon wheel theater company. I worked a wagon wheel. And and we're going to talk about that. Uh, (laughs) And you do like maybe like 20 or 40 shows. Yeah. Then you graduate from college and they're like, okay, so you're going to do 400 performances of Cinderella on Broadway. You're going to do 900 performances yeah. beautiful i mean do you know how many performances you did oh my god i th- at, at least at least 900 wow for sure for sure that's crazy which is so crazy yeah. to say out loud and then they don't but they don't teach you when it's time to go because like yeah we didn't get into this to to stay in in a show for for 20 years mm-hmm. i mean there are people that do that and put kids through college and and you know buy houses and that's fantastic but it's like you know i think we got into it because we like doing the spring show and then the yeah. fall show and then the, you know, yeah. doing, doing the, you know, things differently. Um, so you, you woke up one day and you're like, it's time. Yeah. And, I yeah. woke up and I was like, it's time. And so I like had to figure out, like I had to get in the mindset for that. And like one day I walked in and I 
turned in my notice and they were all kind of like kind of gagged to be honest yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like well what's happening and i'm like i'm just leaving yeah, it's like, time, yeah. people looked at me like i was crazy and they you know i got all the side eye <laughs> yeah, in the totally, world totally because like they're like this is a production contract tour like what the hell are you doing and i'm like i'm sorry but like this ain't for me like i have to go yeah and then because otherwise you're gonna go you're gonna go nuts you're gonna yeah. be a miserable person miserable. to be around and that's the one thing like well, we've all seen the people who stay at the shows too long yeah you're like you're like Yo, you're you're whole. Uh, nobody wants to be around you now. You're and, mean, and and you gotta go. And it's okay. Like you'll get another job. Yeah, like, it's that trust. It's 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 just fear based. You know, yeah. when you don't leave sometimes. I yeah. think because totally. if you're still happy, like stay. Right, yeah. like stay and be happy. Yeah, but if you're not happy, like no one's forcing you to be there. Yeah, and so the real kicker was that I they were like, well, what are you gonna do next? And I was like, I'm going to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. You did that thing, that that teaching gig. Yeah. So like I immediately, I work for this organization called Broadway Dreams and I was like, hey guys, I'm leaving the show. I'm finally free. Like what's going on? Like I want to come hang and teach. And they're like, we're going to Russia. Do you want to come? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, I want to come. You got to tell this story. Can you talk about like, tell as much of that as you can with like, oh my God, like like, being followed and and oh my (laughs) God. Yeah. So like, wow. So the long and short of it is I left the show. I was headed to Russia and like I had to fly by myself because I wasn't coming from New York with the group. I was coming from like home because I had tour stuff and whatever. So I went from like home, home which is Louisville, Kentucky yeah. to DC to Germany to Russia. I think that's the way I went. So I had to travel alone. Mm-hmm. And so like it was just like a interesting journey. It was totally fine. Like Germany was great. Then I got into Russia and I was totally through everything. And I was leaving for like, had my bags in my hand. And like the driver's going to meet you on the other side of the thing. Like once you have your bags, I'm like, great. I'm walking through and I see this woman point at me and I'm like, oh fuck. She just points. And like, like a, like a security person, like, yeah, a, like a security like a border patrol. Yeah. And it's know. a woman and she is stern and she points mm-hmm. at me and she's like, come here. And I walk over there and they had told me like, when you're over there, just say as little as possible. Do not fight back. Like you will not get into the country. You will be, we can't help you if you get stuck. Oh my gosh. I was like, oh fuck. So this woman (laughs) points at me. She pulls me into this room and she's like grilling me. Like, what are you doing here? And I'm giving her like one word answers, like acting. And she's like, what? I'm like, I'm teaching. Like, I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. Oh my God. And she's like, well, where are you staying? And I'm like, uh, this hotel and like she's grilling me and so then she makes me put my suitcases I'm in a room by myself she makes me put my suitcases on this metal table and she opens it and she starts undoing everything and I keep oh in mind I'm gosh. over there for like two and a half weeks so like I have yeah, a lot of stuff a lot of stuff she is pulling out every shirt that I folded shaking it every book opening it, shaking out the bookmarks, Googling every pill bottle I have, like, yeah, laying out the pills, making sure that it, she brought in a guy, he helped her. And I just had to stand there and like watch my stuff get destroyed for 45 minutes. Oh my God. And they like couldn't find anything, I guess, to like keep me on. And so she was like, you can go. And she just walked out and all my shit was every where oh my god oh it's crazy that was my introduction yeah, welcome to russia welcome to russia oh my and then god. i tried to get on the subway and i was randomly tapped to get to security search every time into yeah. the subway and out of the subway oh my god. and i learned like 
they really don't have like black people over there. Yeah. And so they definitely don't have mixed people over there. Right. And so the closest thing that I looked right. was Muslim. Middle, yeah, Middle Eastern. Yeah, right. Middle Eastern because yeah. I have like a beard and I'm like mid, you know, medium yeah. skin tone. They had a field day with me. Oh my God. But all that to say, it was an amazing time. And right. Once you got to teach and got to the the art of it, I'm oh sure like, you know, the people were amazing. Amazing. God, and the that... talent was unreal. Like the talent, I've never been in a dance call of 300 people where every person can dance like wow. they get all it's like in their culture it's amazing right right sure like i mean the the, the ballet culture and you know they they do respect the i mean they have such a lineage of the arts and yeah. stuff you know it's beautiful like to see and like i learned so much from the artists over there and we had these huge discussions and huge talks and everyone cried about like how how alike we are even though our countries are kind of a hot mess right now and yeah. all that stuff and it was a really beautiful experience and i and i've been waiting to go back and oh i have a huge gosh. russian fan base now which is yeah. hilarious well yeah i mean you got 300 people in a in a uh, in a dance call and yeah. then like you know all of these people and it just spread i'm sure like you know degrees of separation it's all these so people. funny yeah. at the stage door like i'll have random russians and stuff really oh yeah like people you taught or just people from no the, just, just like fans of the theater that i came that over there because wow. i sang over there and i sang at the russian embassy and I did all types of things. Wow. And so it's just super funny, but I had a great, great time when I was there. It's a beautiful country, but That's you know, so cool. it's got its shit just like ours. No, totally. That is so cool. And it was, so what year was that then? Was oh, that, that was like, uh, 2017, okay. I think. Yeah. yeah, so right in the thick of just, you know, yeah. we don't like them and they don't like us. Yeah. Yeah, that's and fascinating. It was crazy. Yeah, right. Then I came back to New York and two weeks went by and my agent was like, hey, uh, so frozen. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, they're still looking for like a track. Do you want to go in? I was like, yeah. And so I did. And then I got the show. And, and it that was, was like, for Denver. That, that was, was for Denver. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And a funny, a funny story before that Frozen, I actually auditioned for Frozen the first time around. Okay. For like the lab, the Timbers production? The like, Timbers yeah, production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I flew in from tour. I was in Detroit at the time. I flew in from tour to audition and it went super well and blah, blah. And then... Next week, I had a vacation, and I hadn't had a vacation since I couldn't even tell you when. And so I had planned to go on a cruise with Max Clayton. Who, who yeah, <laughs> of course. You're right. It's, I was going to ask what you guys did in Amsterdam together, but we could oh step that's a separate. I that's think a that's separate, a whole different that's podcast. A podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I auditioned for this Frozen and went well. And then, of course, I get back to tour, and they're like, hey, they want to see you. They want to see you again to read and dance and da-da-da-da-da next week. And I'm like... I'm supposed to be on a cruise uh -huh. next week yes. in the middle of the motherfucking ocean. I can't I can't relate to anything more. Every time I've oh ever planned a trip, I, I, I get an audition or a job or something and yeah. it just drives my family and my wife crazy. Yeah. Especially because that doesn't happen to Alex. Alex will like, she'll be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to Italy. Yeah. You know, and she's great. And, you know, it doesn't happen. And then I'm like, I'm going to Italy. And then I get some something comes up like of that course. but I, I you want if you want a job leave town you literally leave yeah. town yeah and so I was like <laughs> oh fuck of course and it's like the final round and the da, 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 you know the whole thing and I'm like what do I do and, blah, blah, blah. and I went back and forth and I was like well there's absolutely no way I can fly from a boat <laughs> to New York City unless I rent a literal helicopter which I'm not doing right. so I was like uh, I don't know what to do agent and he's like you know what will be will be yeah. and so I passed on frozen one yeah and 
I'm glad I did because everyone got the the chop. Right, right. Yeah, they went through that process with with the lab, uh, yeah, you know, with timbers, and uh, and then every there were only a couple of people that remained after that yeah. process. Very if, few people stayed. Yeah, yeah. So had I like made all like jumped through hoops and rented that helicopter, I might have not <laughs> been know, in the show in the first place. And again, like what truly what will be will be, and you yeah. got to make those those calls where it's like, do I move heaven and earth? Right. To make this happen. Right. Or do I prioritize my mental health and do I prioritize this this personal thing? Right. You know, um, that's, yeah, because now you're here. I mean, yeah. then you m- might not have been here. Totally. You know? Totally. So that's that's the story. Adam. That's a very cool. <laughs> no, that, and that's what I wanted to, I didn't know the story. And I, I guess the other thing that I, I'm really excited about, that I was really excited about when we came in together was just this idea of, um, frankly, understudies don't get promoted very often, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. so when you did get promoted from the Kristoff understudy to the Mm -hmm. to actually playing Kristoff, it's one of those moments where I feel like there's hope, you know, for anybody, you know, who is understudying or, you know, thinks like, you know, because of course, like you want to play roles and you want to do things. But I was so excited when you got that promotion. And I, I just wonder how that how it felt for you what the process was like to actually go on for that role a bunch which you did in previews once right right you you like when he got sick in previews and so you've been doing it consistently for a year yeah and then to be like hey let's let's go trust me like i can i can do this yeah that was crazy so like for everyone that doesn't know the story was like we were out in denver and like setting up a broadway show is just insane so like i had my regular duties of like my own ensemble track which was very 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 dance heavy and crazy mm-hmm. and so like we were constantly changing choreography and songs and all that thing so like it was just hard to keep up with our own stuff let alone like the understudy stuff right and so you know opening night comes i've got like so many friends and family there and i'm at the mall putting on shoes <laughs> trying to get the perfect white shoes for my suit yep <laughs> And I get a call from Lisa Dawn, our stage manager at the time. And she's like, honey, you need to get to the theater (laughs) now. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you might be going on tonight. And this is like opening night of out of town Denver, like the big night. And I'm like, you can't be serious. She's like, yeah. So I like with my friend, I throw the shoes, (laughs) get in an Uber. I send him to my apartment with my keys to get my script. I run in and I go to the costume shop first and they my costume is all like leather, you know, that's like yeah. just leather and sweaters. It's like yeah. the hottest thing you can ever wear. Which, yeah, I could, that's another podcast about the, oh I, the green coat that I wear is the warmest winter coat I've ever worn. Oh and it's God. 80 degrees in the theater at yeah. all times. So, you know. Yeah, you sweat it all out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, your costume is leather and sweaters. Leather and sweaters <laughs> with armor underneath, like skin tight. It's like right. the worst. <laughs> so I'm in this costume shop. They are draping slabs of leather over my shoulder. Like oh my they God. have nothing put together. I mean, literally nothing. Right. And so they're talking to me. They like, everyone's freaking out. And like, at this point, we've had one hour of understudy rehearsal. Whoa. One hour where we like half sang through the music, which had changed at that point. Totally. It's all changed. All changed. And like, didn't even know, do any of the blocking. And so I was like, okay, this is crazy. So I I leave them. I'm like, you guys, I have to go. Like if I'm on, I have to rehearse this thing. And I meet like all the associates up in this rehearsal room and we start like plowing at it from top to bottom. So we start like right away and I'm like, all right, tell me, tell me, tell me. And we just bang, 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 scene, 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 all this blocking. And so we get through like an hour of work and we have to stop because it's half hour at this point. 
Oh my and god. And the show's about to start. Oh my god, it's a crazy day. And Lisa Dawn comes up and she's like, okay, um, she's like, all right, so Jelani's in for tonight, but I've been, you know, I've been in this profession for a long time and I and I wouldn't be surprised if he calls out act two, so be ready. And I was like, that's the act we haven't gotten to. I don't know any of act two. <laughs> I was like, we just got to intermission. We just got through act one. And I was like, oh God, this is just so rich. And so I'm doing, the show starts and he's doing it and I'm running around doing my show with a script, my giant script. And I'm writing down his blocking and watching him and trying to do my own choreography. And oh my God, it was so stressful. Oh my God. And so the show ended, he actually made it through the whole thing, which was great. And I went to the party for like five minutes right. because during act two, they're like, you're a hundred percent on tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck. He's okay. He's just sick as a dog, like just yeah. trying to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like you're a hundred percent on tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. And so I went to the party for five minutes because I had people there and I yeah. like said hello and I took one picture and I ran out of that place. And on my way out, I got stopped by like Tom Schumacher and Ann Cord yeah, and the all executive the producers yeah. at Disney Theatrical. Yeah, yeah, and they're all like, We're gonna come, we're gonna stay, send our time to see you tomorrow. Go on. And I'm like, <laughs> No, please okay. don't. Oh, yeah, please just, go home. Just go ahead and stay. That's please go totally back fun. to New yeah, York. Please go. So I went home and I studied that script. Like, I mean, you never seen. And I didn't totally. sleep. And they made it, had an emergency put in, you know, two hours before the show and I wow. did it. And it was just one of those things of like, thank God for CCM. Like, right. holy crap. Because yeah. I knew the story and I knew what I needed to sing. And I was like, I will get to A to B to C to D somehow, right. some way. Right. It might be my way. This curtain will go up this, and this curtain will go down. That's right. And yeah. we will get this story. Yeah. And I, But I just had to like... It's one of those moments where it's like fight or flight and you yeah. have to like trust in yourself. And I did the show and I just like was a hundred percent myself and did the story and it was great. Like it was terrifying and I like about blacked out at the end, like, you know, by the time I was done, but it wow. was, it was great. And I think that was the moment where I really had the chance to prove myself and be like, I can really do this right? and not hold back. And like, those are rare moments. Like they don't, they don't really come totally. And so that's where it kind of all, I think, you know, I proved my worth there with the company. And so God, do you remember I, my, my mom always talks about when, <laughs> when like there's moments of incredible stress or excitement mm -hmm. to try to rem remember one thing, mm. because like if you try to, if you try to focus on one thing, then, you know, you'll remember you know, this particular snapshot mm -hmm. and you try to remember everything Like you won't remember anything from the day, like yeah. my wedding day and like my Broadway debut. She was like, she was like, just remember one thing. And I remember very clearly walking into the Jacobs theater. Um, and there's this old timey, uh, sign above in, in the alley between the majestic and the, and, uh, the Jacobs that says the curtain is up and it's, it's gotta be from the 1920s oh, and it, cool. like, it lights up. And I just remember that being this like really sort of Broadway quintessential kind of moment. Yeah. Do you remember one moment from this like ultra stressful, you're going on and, you know, yeah. for the first performance, your second pr performance of Frozen in yeah. Denver. I do. Cause I was like, I do remember one moment. It's, it was like right when Anna gets frozen uh -huh. and it's like a pretty sad, I mean, it's a really sad moment. And yeah. so I remember like feeling weepy and sad. And then I was just a flood of tears. <laughs> 
gosh, because yeah. like I think like regardless of her dying, I was just like right. I made it through. Right, right, and right. So right, like right, right, I remember right. like not being able to stop like sobbing <laughs> for like you know till the vows. Like I was just like a hot right. mess. So I, right. that's what I remember is just like looking and like blurry eyed because I was just like yeah. just a well of tears because so much I had just put all of myself into this thing. Yeah, and it finally you was like nothing left whew, and. She's fro and from that moment you basically stand there downstage right yeah. for like kind of the, till yeah. the end right? yeah so pretty like much you, to the you've end. done it now yeah. like like you can actually say that's so cool that's what I remember the most wow. yeah so that's it's unreal. just crazy so I yeah that was the journey that's I mean Jesus Christ and now it's the beginning of year three and gratitude lists gratitude lists yeah what do you what do you do what's your like um, your creative sort of side hustle like like I, I wonder mm. you know when you're in something you know whether you know beautiful for a long time this for a long time is there something else that you do creatively mm. outside of this stuff that that keeps you keeps sane the, keeps the fire fire burning you know I I'm like kind of the worst at that and yeah. I've always been the worst at that like I always see people like even what you're doing like a podcast or people like write musicals or like do whatever mm. I'm totally like I <laughs> do my thing and like I don't sing. I don't do like, I don't really do anything else artistic. No, but that's like, that just keeps it good. That's what you do. Like you conserve. You yeah. Know, like I you do conserve. conserve. Energy, you, you're, you're a homebody. You kill your Rapunzel in your tower. You yeah. come home, you watch, you know, watch Netflix. Yeah. You know. But you know, it's like what, remember you text me that thing and you're like, this reminded me of you. What did that like meme say? That was like, I've worked too hard. I have to like go out and party or something. Uh, oh yeah. 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 It was basically like, I'm going to go. <laughs> I actually kind of want to look it up. Yeah. It was like, look that it up. was something like, like, like I want to, I'm going to just, you, you said to me one night, you were like, I just need to go out and live my best gay life. Tonight, yeah. Is what you said. And, <laughs> and, and I was like, what do you mean? And like, you're like, I, I'm going out. And, and that was one thing. It was like, you were, you were like going to the club or you went yeah. to the club or yeah. something. Uh, what yeah. You, yeah. You what? said it said, uh, it was this meme from the drunk bitch that said, I need a ratchet ass night out. I've been civilized for weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that is a hundred thousand percent me. I think that's what I do. I've been civilized for. I've weeks. been civilized for fucking weeks. No, I think that's what I do. Like totally. I will work so hard, like yeah. auditions, blah, blah blah, for like six weeks, and then one day I'll be like, I have to go party and like live my life. Yes, yes. And I think like that release is like the best, like going to Brooklyn and like yeah, dancing my little dancing, ass yeah. off. Like those are the moments where I'm like, okay, I'm like fully living my best gay life. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's what I do <laughs> as opposed to doing like making a musical or like yeah. doing a thing. Like I just go out and I like drink with my friends and we party. Like I'm a Libra and I feel like I'm very much a Libra. Yeah. And my scales, like sometimes my work scale is a little too tilted. Totally. So I got to balance it you with the party scale. I love that. No, and that's, that's, that's exactly it. Because also like, you know, we miss a lot of things mm -hmm. on this schedule. You miss a ton of birthdays and yeah. weddings and all sorts of stuff. So like you got to get you got to get the dancing in somehow. You got to go to the club somehow. You have to. Yeah. And like, it's just like the best. Like I have to like go out and have a good kiki yeah. and then I'll be ready. Then I'll be ready for the work week. Yeah. And like ready, like you are one of the most consistent performers that I've ever worked with. And Aww. that's what I, I wondered, you know, with this whole, like you do shows for a long time and you stay, you know, vocally every night you sound like a million dollars. You're in every scene a hundred percent. You're not like, and that, so I'm always so curious about how the people who are really consistent, how they do it, you know? Cause uh. like, cause like I, I feel like, like some nights you, you know, 
Some nights are significantly better than others. No, inside Joe's Carol's performance. No, Um, but that's amazing. That's amazing. Sometimes you just got to let it out. Um, Yeah, I. uh, So I've taken up a massive chunk of your morning. No. Um, and I just, the, we kind of finish these things up with like a couple of little stock questions, but yeah. I wonder, um, and this is Dan's question. We can't, he can't be here, unfortunately, okay. but he says, I always, um, what would you tell 15 year old Noah? Like, is there any advice that you'd look back and say to mm. 15, 17, 18 year old Noah? Hmm. I'd probably say like your hard work will pay off because yeah. you never know if that shit will pay off. Right. And I also think I'd say like, just breathe mm, like yeah. and i think i i probably like 15 years from now i probably if i got the same question would be like just breathe bitch. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah just breathe because yeah. i can get like wound up and like anxious yeah. and stressed and all that stuff and i think i would just look back at myself and be like just breathe motherfucker take it easy yeah yeah yeah, yeah i love that and then mine is what you know it's it's this question that listeners are probably like get to it joe like you don't have to explain it you know now 20 million times but um it's my uh what's your impossible dream question so like if you we all set out on this journey whenever mm. however old we were to get to broadway to yeah get, you know and that has happened for some people and uh it did happen for us and so what do you what's next like what do you see on that mm. like that horizon that you're kind of like okay now i think i'm going after yeah this thing I mean, I think what's next would be a series regular. Love it. Which would just be so great. And and I would love to balance that out with a nice Broadway show. Like yeah. a little bit of both would be good. Like I like to have my toes in a couple of things. Totally, me too. So that would be the dream. Like a little bit of back and forth. And then also weekends off. <laughs> <laughs> right? God, That's give me the a ultimate off. dream. Just yeah. a Saturday. Even just one. Just yes. like one. Saturday or Sunday. I'll let the work pick. Like yeah. whatever. Totally. Just either one would exactly. work for me. So that's the, that's the impossible I've yet yes. to find dream. I love that. Well, I just said, do you remember, um, do you know Conrad Rickamora? Oh, yeah. Do you know Conrad? He, yeah. I just remember when he was doing... Um, uh, King and I with um, my friend Ashley Park. Oh, yeah. She was like, he was flying back and forth to California shooting How to Get Away with Murder oh um, and doing King and I at the same time. And I was like, that is the, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. You yeah. Know, to be able to just do like 14 different things at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Yeah. I'm totally with you. And then when you get your series regular, you have to invite me over to your country house. Oh my God. Anytime. <laughs> anytime. Um buddy, thank you for letting me bug you. Oh my God. Thanks for having me. I love it. You're perfect. Thank you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.